Oh, good afternoon. Welcome to Coffee and Conversations, a podcast from the Del Norte County Office of Education and Del Norte Unified School District. For those of you I haven't had a chance to meet, my name is Jeff Harris, and I'm the County and District Superintendent of Schools. And in the time it takes you to have a cup of coffee with a friend uh, or take a quick drive and, and hear news that's happening locally, um, we just want to share with you some things that we think may be of interest. So on today's podcast, um, we have a very august group of folks joining us. Um, you know, a lot of folks look at schools and they think kindergarten through 12th grade. Um, what a lot of people don't know is that our services to the youth of Del Norte County start from birth and actually go to age 25. Um, so today we want to take a little bit of time talking about our youngest students and not only our youngest students, but our youngest students who may have some of the most significant needs, um, and the people I have joining me today are the people who help with those needs. So, um, you know, let's just go ahead and st- go around the table. If you could introduce yourself um, and tell everybody what you do, uh, we'll start it from there. I'm Debbie West. I'm the uh, Early Start Coordinator with the Redwood Coast Regional Center. Welcome, Debbie. And I'm Trish Wraith. I'm the infant toddler special education teacher for the district. Welcome, Trish. And, I, you know, I, we're going to have some conversations about that later because one of the questions I always get is, how do you provide teaching to an infant, right? And I, it's really an intriguing thing. And I'm Jennifer Eames, the district school psychologist that handles uh, Early Start along with our team. And Jennifer has asked to, um, you know, be that repeating guest star on the program. <laughs> this is my new thing. <laughs> well, for those of you who, who uh, may not remember, uh, Jen was on with us a couple of weeks ago when we were just talking about special ed in general. And and that's what kind of led to the conversation, conversation today, because we do really want to focus on kids as they first enter um, I'll say enter the world, enter our community. Uh, and this is also the first time that they may qualify to receive some services. So as we talk, um, who, who kind of wants to start us off with, with what this looks like? How does somebody know that, that their child might need some additional help? It could be the doctor noticing. Um, it could be, Hey, my child's not, um, doing the same thing that the, my friend's child is doing. And they just have those those concerns that, hey, my older child was talking at this time and this one's not talking or not crawling. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just have those concerns, but they don't know where to go. Well, and I think this morning, uh, Jen and I were on the radio for just a little bit. And I said, you know, it, it's that book that I remember my wife and I having at the house when my kids were little, that what to expect when you're expecting. Mm-hmm. And you look at all those milestones um, and, you know, some people give you a hard time because you look at it and go, oh, my gosh, you know, they're 12 months and they're not doing X. Um, and sometimes that can be a little, you know, new parent ish. But other times I think it's a it's a real indicator. It that, is a real indicator that they need to reach out and just ask. Mm-hmm. Right. I was uh, just thinking that for for some of the parents, especially when they are a new parent and it's their first child mm-hmm. and they're not sure what what they should be seeing or not seeing. And, you know, many times um, they're just kind of hoping that somebody else will maybe notice if, if their child's behind and they'll wait. But if they have any concerns, 
um, regional center is a phone call away um, to just talk with somebody and, and just get some answers. It's it's always good just to check. But, you know, that can be kind of a confusing time, especially for a, a brand new parent. Right. Yeah, I'm always happy to answer the phone and just answer questions, you know, and if they have a concern, is it a, is it a reason to have a concern? Is it a, is it a reason to make a referral to us? And if it's not, it's just kind of reassuring to the family, but uh, something to keep an eye on. Right. Well, and you know, and, and I think that's an important piece, right? It's not, you don't call regional center necessarily if you want an assessment. Mm-hmm. It may just be that you have a question. Mm-hmm. Right. To, to get that reassurance or to have yep. to say, is this typical? Exactly. Yeah. But there are times, Jen, when when your services come into play. Yes, absolutely. Um, I also do some of the developmental assessments with regional center. So I get to work with the little ones. Like I talked about earlier, it's it's so much fun. Uh, parents come in, like Trish mentioned, they're they have a lot of questions. They're scared. They're questioning development in different areas, and I just take the time with them. I go over their concerns. Part of the assessment involves a lot of questions on how things are going at home. What are what are your concerns? Mm-hmm. And then I get to play with the child. Like I mentioned um, on the radio when they asked, how do you assess? It's all through play. It's through toys and and down on the ground and and crawling and and making silly faces and trying to get them to want to interact with me. And um, that's how we get a lot of our information, that and talking with the parent. So what are the areas that parents really should be... um, kind of focusing on and the, I, I think the only reason that we're we're not trying to spread fear by this podcast or anything like that but but Jen and I were talking after the last podcast that she was on and um, part of the work that that I know Regional Center does with these youngest um, folks typically they're between 40 and 50 youth that are getting served in, infants and toddlers that are getting served and right now we're about 20. 25? So about half or maybe less. We know the need is out there. And really, we're trying to raise awareness for families who may benefit or qualify for additional services. Um, So what what should that that family be looking for? Or what should they be aware of? How how could they qualify for additional help? So all of our services are free. Mm -hmm. And all they have to do is, is uh, it doesn't have to come from a doctor. Anybody can make a referral. The parent can pick up the phone and make a referral. Um, a friend, parent, uh, daycare provider, it can come from the, the primary care provider. Um, and then I schedule a time with them. And I'll sit down. We'll go through an intake packet. We'll fill, answer some medical questions. We'll look at, just do some developmental questions just to see if it's an appropriate referral, if that really does meet that criteria. And if it does, then we look at, you know, really you're looking at what those parents' concerns are and their priorities. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing um, with early start. And then we uh, proceed to get the consent and then we make those referrals. What are the area of concern? Was it a speech delay? Was it a um, gross motor delay? Baby's not crawling, not walking. Baby's not eating, choking. We have oral motor um, assessments that we can do. We have an an occupational therapist. We have a number of different areas that we can assess. So we assess, we get two assessments. One is we get a full developmental assessment. Mm -hmm. And Jen was just kind of explaining what that looked like. 
Um, and then we get a speech therapist that comes in and does a speech assessment or a physical therapist that does assessment. Um, those all come back. And then we look at, you know, does this child have a third delay of their chronological age? Chronological age is as if they were born on time. Mm -hmm. if, they were, if they were born premature, we look at an adjusted age. So we just subtract those weeks that they came in early. And then if they still are a third behind in their development, they qualify for our program. And then we sit down and with the family, with those assessments, we review those assessments and we look at what those families' concerns and priorities are. What do you want to see for your child? And the family is the driver of this, the individualized family service plan that we're going to develop. We start with what the child's strengths are. We want to look at what the child's what family's concerns are and where they want to go. And so what their goals are, maybe it's a child uh, is not able to communicate what they want to eat or what they want to, um, if they're upset, how do, they're just going to throw a tantrum. How, right. how are they going to know what their child's needs are? Why, why are they doing this? So we've developed goals around those. And then how are we going to meet those goals? Just putting service providers in. And those can be an infant teacher speech therapist, physical therapist, occupational therapist, oral motor specialist, um, a number of different providers. Behavior right. services. Behavior yeah. services. Yeah. Because some families, uh, uh, one of our most common things these days is autism. Right. And we do have assessment assessors that assess for autism. And um, we put in behavior programs, ABA programs for those kiddos. Mm -hmm. And... Um, then we, as soon as that starts, because we have a 45-day timeline from the day that we make that referral to the day that those children should be starting to re receive services. That's calendar days. That doesn't count weekends, holidays, or anything. Right. B basically a month and a half from from saying, wow, yeah, we need a referral. We need an assessment to, Things are to gonna... services. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Trish, that, that's the interesting part that I think is next, right? So, um, a child is referred, a child is assessed, a child does qualify. And now there are infant toddler teaching opportunities. What right. what does that look like? Well, you know, and that uh, title is, you know, basically the title I was given by the district. I'm, right. I'm not going in there with <laughs> my chalkboard or whiteboard and <laughs> holding class. <laughs> right. It's it's you know early start program is primarily. Um, trying to catch those kids early on so we can give the, you know, the parents, the family, the support, the interventions, um, very family oriented. Mm -hmm. um, prior to COVID, you know, it would be maybe a visit, a home visit weekly to touch base with parents and the child. Um, if there was difficulty, you know, going shopping with the child and maybe it was just a struggle for the parent, you know, we try to support them that way by maybe going with them and trying out some, you know, strategies or interventions. So it was very family oriented, whatever the family really wanted to have happen or see some things happening in their home with their child. That's what I would try to support them in, um, or any early start interventionist. And I think um, when you mentioned what should parents be looking for, what are those things? Sometimes, um, you know, I would recommend going to the Early Start uh, website, California Early Start website. They have a lot of good apps 
for developmental milestones. You can take a look at those. Mm-hmm. Um, even though those milestones aren't set in stone, it's not necessarily that they are going to meet them at that age. Right. It's kind of broad, but it kind of gives the uh, parent a little bit to look at on their own to, you know, kind of see, you know, where their child's at um, in regards to um, just that, that, uh, that uh, chronological stage that's been put together over time. But as a teacher, when I go in there, I'm more, it's more as a um, support, uh, working as a partner with the, with the parents. Uh, usually when I go in, when I would make a home visit, now it's through teletherapy on Zoom. So it's a oh, little yeah. bit different now, but, you know, really listening to the parent's concern and then trying to think of some different strategies, interventions, maybe we try to brainstorm together. It's very um kind of a back and forth. We're a team. It's not like I'm going in there saying, okay, here's what you need to do. Mm -hmm. It's very family oriented and trying to find out, you know, um, how I can support that family and those particular situations that's going to work best for them. Right. So teachers, one word, but I, <laughs> I, I'm not really, you know, it's, it's just the title of the district yeah. that I have, but, um, really more of a family resource. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. One of the things, the important things about early start is that all the services are to be provided in the natural environment, Mm -hmm. which we look at, you know, that's the family home. It can be in their daycare, could be at the park. It it could be wherever you're going to find typical children is where you're going to, that's where we provide those services. It's not going to be in a, um, like a clinical setting, clinical setting. Correct. And uh, it's like a coaching model. See, you're right. you're working with that parent. You're teaching that parent because the teacher's only there, or the therapist they're only there one hour a week. You want that that te- that uh, parent to have those skills to mm-hmm. carry on the rest of the week. Well, and I think that's the important thing too. Is just because a family says, "Hey, I'm I'm struggling with this," is is this or is this not cause for concern? Um, through an assessment process, you go, you know what. They're not meeting that milestone, so let's put this plan into place, and and we we have the, all the conversations that that you were both just talking about. Jen does the assessment; everything is good to go. That doesn't mean that the child number one is identified as having special needs at that point. Not, not at necessarily. All. Not at all. And the second part is it also doesn't mean that they're automatically enrolled in the special education program at the district. This is a very different thing, right? Our hope is with early early intervention that we're going to help that child gain those skills so that when they turn three, they're not going to need that special education. Right. And for the folks out there who, who don't know, in Del Norte County right now, approximately one out of five students who attend our schools is currently on an IEP, an individualized education plan, in our special education program. So about 20% of our students. Um, so this really is a way to help families early on so that a deficit, uh, um, uh, I mean, an early deficit doesn't become a lifelong. Correct. Yeah. Yes. And I think that's my most favorite part about this job is we see so much growth. Um, 
part of my job for the district is um, I also reassess all the children getting ready to turn three as part of that transition process where the school district itself would take over services like speech therapy or a specialized preschool program, occupational therapy, physical therapy. So that's when the district kind of kind of officially takes over, even though we've kind of gone over that where we work with kids um, from birth on. But it is amazing the growth that we see when we when we see early intervention. We sometimes start working with um, infants when they're born. We have a, a great relationship with Asante. Debbie and I have gone and um, with the NICU team. So we're we're usually connected right away from birth with some of our families. And with that early intervention, when I reassess for over three, the progress is just, it's amazing. They weren't talking, now they don't stop. <laughs> they have all this language or they had struggles with, with temper tantrums and behavior and now they've, they've, that's greatly decreased. So I have seen amazing progress with early intervention. One of the other things that we, that's really nice about Early Start is, um, you know, we, we work with that family collaboratively and we have our transition plans as well. Mm -hmm. So we help those kiddos as they start to get closer to age three, we reassess them to see if they're going to need that extra support in the school district, if they're going to qualify for an IEP, or mm -hmm. if they're going to qualify for Redwood Coast Regional Center Services for an intellectual disability or autism after the age of three. Um, but we help them look at all the preschool options in the in the county. Whether it's a state preschool, it's a head start, it's a, a special day class or, you know, a private preschool. We look at all of those options and we go over those with the with the family. We look at the assessments the child's going to need. We talk, we even pre-COVID, we could go and do some observations in those preschool classrooms for those kids. And um Getting them prepared, we talk about, hey, let's give that child some group experiences. How can we get that child out and, and with his peers so that he's ready to or she is ready to uh, be in a classroom with a few other children <laughs> and, you know, be able to yeah. sit and, and uh, follow those instructions. Well, and Debbie, if I can interrupt you right there, because what we hear from our kindergarten teachers and our transitional kindergarten teachers is they're less concerned about students coming in, knowing letters and numbers and shapes and those kind of things, than they are about having those those social skills, about being able to sit and listen, interact appropriately with other students. Um, and all of that learning happens the first three to four years, right it, before they're ever in school. It does. And social emotional is one of those areas that we look at as well. So if that's an area that we, um, when Jen does an assessment and they're a little behind on that, those are areas that Trish or our other early interventionists can work on to help the family, help that child grow in, in their social emotional. And I think um, that's that's the beauty of early start is that you're empowering the parents. Mm -hmm. You know, you're you're giving them some, you know, interventions or tips or, you know, just whatever. I'm not. I shouldn't say I'm giving it to them because many times we'll just kind of brainstorm and and we talk about how does it look in your daily routine, what happens, and many times just by talking about it, you know, as uh, together, we start to think, well, let's hey, maybe this is hap This is why it's happening. Maybe this is taking place before. So right. we, you know, it just really helps them to feel like, hey, I I am in control here. <laughs> I I can hand. I can do this. You know, and I. Oh, yeah. So so many times they're just. Uh, you know, not not sure, scared, frustrated, worried about their child's, you know, development. But I think it really helps to empower them to feel like, you know, they're going to be fine. 
and they've got the support. Yeah. And that's huge. You know, I, when, when I first started here, um, you know, there were a lot of conversations that I was a part of where, where people talked about, you know, the, the lack of high school, um, diploma attainment amongst, uh, parents that, um, you know, something needed to be done in the community to really reach out to families. And as we, as I've been here and I've talked to a lot of different families, I have yet to meet one family who doesn't care about their kids being successful. And I think this is, this is probably the earliest opportunity that they have to say, Hey, I need some support, whether it's coaching or we'll say coaching slash teacher there. That was, that worked. (laughs) Whether it's that coaching um, or, or ultimately it does become an IEP. um, I think those families just, just, you know, kind of reaching out and saying, Hey, I'm not sure is really the biggest. And it's better to make that call. You know, I I have no problem answering questions and saying, you know, reassuring a family that, Hey, your child's right on track or, you know, let's go ahead and do those assessments. Yeah. I'm, I'm more than happy to answer those calls at any time. So we're about at the end of our time. It's amazing how fast 20 minutes goes on a podcast. Um, so if I could just really quickly, Debbie, could you give us your contact information? Yeah, I'm at 707-464-7488, extension 411, information. <laughs> um, just at Redwood Coast Regional Center, you can call me anytime and I'll answer any questions. Or if you want to make a referral, just, you know, and if you're just kind of not sure, I'd be happy to make, take the referral and do the assessment. And it's okay if they don't qualify that way it reassures the family. Perfect. And, and Trish, you had mentioned a, a, a website that folks may be interested to go to, to find some apps and some different supports. Right. It's the early start, early start.org, uh, the California website. They have a lot of different resources there, but they have, you know, developmental milestone app that they could download. Um, a lot of good information about what early start is. And, um, you know, I would just say, you know, if you have any concerns at all, um, give regional center a call, uh, just, uh, you know, throw out what you're, what you're seeing, what you're wondering about. And at least that's a start. And, you know, it's, it's, that's why they call it early start because the earlier we can get these interventions going, uh, the better for the child as they approach, uh, you know, the age of school. And, um, you know, usually like Jen said, it's, it's just amazing how, you know, just a little bit of support sometimes, just a little mm-hmm. bit of help along the way, uh, they're, they're, you know, caught up to where they needed to be, need to be developmentally. So. Right. And Jen, any final thoughts? Um, no, I'll just, I'm also a contact person for the school district. Um, my office is at Mary Peacock school. That's 464-0301. You can ask for me if you have questions or maybe your child just turned three. And so they missed that, that early start. Um, I'm the contact person for the district. So please, you can call me with any questions as well. And, and I think that the real takeaway here is you three are here to do nothing but help. It's not about judgment. It's not about labeling a child. It's not about putting a kid into a program. It's let's, let's just help. It's about early intervention, supporting families. And they're free. And they're free, which is the right price. It is. So thank you all for your time today. Um, I really do appreciate it. And um, if you're out there and you have a question, 
please contact um, any of these three wonderful, wonderful people. Um, get the help or at least get some assurance that what's going on is okay. And um, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Thank you.